0: Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
1: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
0: Glory of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
2: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
0: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today.
2: This is
0: The Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1087, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up, dawg? And just down the street, our very own downtown Emily Brown.
1: Hey, y'all. Hey,
0: uh, we have a great show. Coming up later, we talk to Wanda, one, one of our favorite rappers, great female rapper. She's a new um, uh, album coming out. Talk to her about that. Can't wait for you to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Slices coming up. We have something coming up at the end of the show that Jesse doesn't know about, but I am very excited. Uh, now I you am guys, too. Now you guys will not want to miss what I'm going to make Jesse do. All right. Uh, oh, whoa, <laughs> before we whoa, get going. Yeah. Okay. No, all right. The it- <laughs> <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> listeners have demanded it, and we are responding. So oh, okay. we are giving you all what you want. So just Does stay Jesse tuned. Know? You don't want to miss it. No, he has no clue. All right. Are you? Here, Here we go. No I'm,
3: clue? I'm. You know, I just, I'm looking I
4: just at the show up. he's yeah. like, all right, whatever. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so it's Tuesday. We're recording this off out of order, but this Tuesday, most people are coming off their Barbenheimer afterglow. They're recovered. They're soaking it in. Uh, Our question of the week coming up on the next episode is going to be what movie marathons you want to see happen, stuff like that. But Emily, you've been telling us at staff meeting like some weird marathons you've been on. I remember okay. I asked you a couple weeks ago, what what did you do this weekend? How was your weekend? You're like, I watched every Lord of the Ring. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a
3: terrible, that sounds like punishment.
0: <laughs> Emily, what are you, What 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 are, tell me some of your recent binges. Oh, this is actually. I binge like New Girl. I binge The Office. I well, binge stuff like that. I you like binge. binging
1: like movie franchises because it's just easy for me to be like, okay, tonight I'm going to watch this one movie that's it you know whatever um uh i yeah i did watch the lord of the Rings and the hobbit movies um it was like a rainy weekend
0: too lord of the rings and all of the hobbits in one weekend. oh yeah that's
1: lit it was a good weekend um (laughs) i didn't i didn't mind it um i'll be honest that i think the week before i did my annual twilight rewatch so Mm -hmm. that kind of got me in the mood Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: baseball season to, yeah, it's baseball yeah. season so that got you in the mood yeah right, there is Twilight.
1: one baseball scene in them in the entire toilet franchise so it's a baseball movie and- um,
0: <laughs> 12 seconds of that baseball scene is the only amount of twilight I've seen. And it was cause I was walking through the room while my wife was watching it. And I was like, this is a baseball movie. Why are they shirtless? Yes,
1: it is actually my favorite sports movie of all time. Twilight.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> well known, well known,
3: sports, well known sports
1: movie, Twilight. Uh, no. So, but the one I'm on right now is I'm watching mission impossible for the very first time. I think I've seen, The only one I'd ever seen before was whichever one Henry Cavill's in, which I think is like the fifth one, sixth one maybe. Um, So I'm watching it for the first time and I do have a question for y'all. Do y'all think Tom Cruise is... I have a question
3: for you too. Okay. But continue.
1: (laughs) My question is, do y'all think Tom Cruise is a good actor?
3: He's good at playing Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? It's like like saying, do you think Vince Vaughn's a good actor? He plays Vince Vaughn in every movie. Like if you want to go to a Vince Vaughn movie, he's great. If you want to see Tom Cruise...
4: I to, like, why? <laughs> hold up where are we going with this one, You not well, go, oh, Tommy Boy, are you? <laughs> um,
1: because so, I went into this, everyone was like, "Oh, oh. Mission Impossible movies are great. They're so fun, and all this stuff." And I'm watching it. Well, the new and,
0: one got like 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, like, and I'll, right, I think I'm just, part of the three percent. So it just they're they're fun. They're fine but I don't believe Tom Cruise like which is funny because I know he is actually doing all of these moves and stuff but it's just like I don't believe Cruise. that you're this like super spy like I think you're Tom Cruise pretending to be a super spy versus like in a movie like Fast and Furious I believe Vin Diesel is Dominic Toretto because there's something wow. about like, and I don't, and Jason I,
0: Bourne Matt
4: Damon is Jason Bourne yeah I, mean, I believe like he's, them he's, yeah.
1: I don't I believe Tom the, Cruise I
4: think <laughs> the problem is we have too much exposure to these people in the back yeah. of your mind, the only thing you can think of it's Tom Cruise, right? I I think that's that true. I think that it's that. I don't think that it's like Vin Diesel has never not made you feel like he wasn't this tough guy. That's true. Yep, yeah. Ever like in every he's always a tough guy everywhere he goes, on right? and the, off camera. Yeah, on and off camera, Rock, <laughs> on and off camera, tough guy. Like so, when yeah. you see the Rock, you like if if the if. If The Rock punched somebody At a restaurant today I'd be like Yeah he's The Rock Like of course yeah, right? that makes sense If Tom Cruise punched somebody I'm like dang what do he do to Tom Like what <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like it's Like you just It's just we have Because he's such a fun loving guy I think outside of the world I think it's just too much exposure For you to believe mm. A role Like that You know what I mean That's what I think. Mm.
3: See, I get that. My criticisms of the film, and I haven't done a deep dive in a long time. I think I've seen them all, but I don't know. Like, after a certain point, they all kind of of blur together into into one long action scene. But here's my major problem with the franchise. And I'm glad you set this up, Emily, because I've been meaning to get it off my chest for a while. And, (laughs) you know, it's the same problem I have with, like, multiverse stuff. Okay? Okay.
0: Uh Uh-huh. At so any you don't point, believe in the spiritual realm, is what you're saying, you, no, you as a it, Christian?
3: No, as, a, as, as, as someone just observing a screenplay here, it's, it, yeah. it is the laziest, they have the laziest trope in those movies, <laughs> just like in the multiverse, it's like, oh, I know we killed all the good guys, don't worry, it didn't happen, because another universe, we'll it's a different version, yeah. Yeah, it's so late, there's no stakes.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Mission Impossible has something just as bad, if not worse, it's the mask. Every, at any point, a character can can rip off like a rubber oh, mask yes. and reveal <laughs> that they were actually someone else the whole time. Mm. It, it ruins the stakes for every scene mm-hmm. because it's like anyone could die or anyone could get shot or anything could happen. To anybody and it's like, oh no! Guess what? I rip off a mask, dummies. It was me the whole time. It is the laziest cheat code in those screenplays. Okay. It ruins the whole franchise for me.
0: I can't I've watch never it. seen any Mission Impossible, but what you are describing is every episode of Scooby Doo.
3: <laughs> it, 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 okay. It, it, except Because what if Fred what if Fred the whole episode was Fred and all of a sudden it'd be like, hey, wouldn't it be a crazy twist if Fred ripped his mask off and he's the bad guy? If mm. it, it, these are the heroes. It's not just like a villain in a costume. It's like you don't know who is who and it's just so lazy it's uh, like I don't did you guys watch Glass Onion, the, yeah. the new yeah. Rain mm-hmm. Johnson movie, the um no. you Knives know, nice Out. Great. I loved it. But the the twin thing was a total lazy move. It's like she's a twin. That's so lame.
1: I don't know. Spoiler well, like, alert. It got it got me pretty good. I gassed. <laughs> but
3: it's it. it the, Derek, you've seen the Mission Impossible movies, right? I've seen one of them. Did, did they have the mask thing? They did.
5: What, did it, were,
3: were you not like? Give me a break, man. Give me a break. Like that was. It, it, it's cheating in the
1: screenwriter. It is this, cheating because like. A, I watched right. one of the ones I watched the other day. You think I won't. I'll try not to give spoilers since apparently no one's watching. Just spoil it. Okay. You think his wife dies? Not his wife. They put a mask on this random person. And it was like, oh, well, it I was happens in every it was one like, of the okay, movies. Well, now I feel dumb for being sad for him because I thought his wife died. And
3: you feel and, dumb watching the whole movie because yeah. it happens right,
4: every guys, other scene. Right, so guys, I was ripping so here, let me help you all out. Okay. I'm going to help you all out now. If, if the movie says directed by Christopher Nolan, right, <laughs> Martin Scorsese, okay, we're going to look at that movie and we're going to say, man, we're looking for intricate plot devices. If the movie says starring Vin Diesel, it says starring The Rock, we are looking for explosions. Strange. That's it. That's we, we are looking for explosions Bullets and pretty girls. We're not looking for anything else besides that. That will help you with your with your movie watching. Like so with Tom Cruise. When when I see it, listen. If there's fifteen explosions in the trailer, then that's all I'm expecting in the movie. I don't care if I don't care if he wears a mask. Every movie, as long as there's enough explosions and, and and bullets and pretty girls, then. The movie is a success to me. It makes everything much more simple.
3: (laughs) I've given up on the franchise, so they dropped the mask thing. It's it's it happened in the first one on the train, the Brian De Palma one. Emily, you just watched yeah. it. I remember it being in the theater. It was amazing! I remember in seventh grade watching it was that, crazy. And, and 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 the villain ripped off the mask. I'm like, what? That's yeah. not fair! You can't just do that. No, like that was I the villain. That was fire! Just- <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I've been I've been angry about this for more than twenty years now, Emily. Like,
4: Thank you for bringing it up today.
1: Yeah, you're
3: welcome. I thought
4: that oh, was fire, gosh. bro. Look, Jesse. If you, you know what I'm talking. You know the scene I'm talking I'm about saying, too. Absolutely, I talking remember
3: talking being about? angry at the time. You're like, what? Bro, look, <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of all of this? Explosions, if you could just put on a mask
4: and be someone else, why don't watch the whole movie? That's what. That is what those movies are about. It's <laughs> the lowest it's not, of all stakes. That is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. You get a uh, hundred on Rotten Tomatoes for me <laughs> if I if, if, if there's enough explosions for sure.
3: No, the, 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 I, here, I, here's here's what I disagree. You should see a first open time, the first one didn't even need explosions. All it needed was a sweet ventilation shaft repelling scene.
4: That was it. That was it. That was crazy. I'll be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. I need to add that. How we get to that? I don't care. I honestly don't <laughs> care. But you I mean, know, w- listen, but, hey. when
3: it comes to v- listen, when it comes to ventilation shaft repelling scenes, number one all-time <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but we not go hate
4: on Tom Cruise though. Cuz Tom gave us Minority Report. We're not hating on Tom. Tom gave us Minority Report. Minority Maybe Report. Maybe after I
1: finish this, I'll do a Tom Cruise marathon and just watch more of his movie to kind of yeah. cleanse the, the Yeah,
4: the exoskelet, the uh, time kept restarting over and over again. That movie was pretty good. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. that was good. Minority mm-hmm. Report was good. So, but the only, impossible the only role is bullets, bombs,
0: babes. That's it. The only... The only Tom Cruise role I've ever truly enjoyed was him playing the studio exec in Tropic yes. Thunder. Yes. That was funny. That was the most shocking, unbelievably it. funny things it. I've ever seen. I loved so. it.
3: Listen, if we need I know we did this last episode, but if there's a double yeah. feature, I want to watch movies with great ventilation shafts <laughs> off the top of my head. We got Alien we got Die Hard. We got Mission Impossible 1. What There's about
0: silos? A... They're, they're, they're c- cylindrical, like a ventilation shaft.
3: It needs to be people hiding and crawling through them. Uh, <laughs> escape room. Remember escape room? They crawl yeah. through a ventilation shaft. I want Someone needs to do a listicle of Hall of Fame ventilation shafts. <laughs> obviously... The story graphic is is, is Tom Cruise dangling Going. from a ventilation shaft. Of course, yeah. yeah. I like it. All
0: right, done, we're, we're on it. Bruce Willis with the
3: lighter. Yeah, if, that we, if we can
0: somehow find a faith angle for that listicle, we'll run it at relevant. All right.
3: I'm increase um, my faith in God. There you go. Please let one of the left behind movies have one of those <laughs> ventilation shaft scenes. It would not shock me. If run him back, there's gotta be
0: one. There's like ten of them. Maybe they were hiding it. in the ventilation shaft from the exactly. you, New usually, World Order that was trying usually, to take
3: Usually the somehow out. the hero finds himself with no other place to go but a <laughs> ventilation shaft and he's peeking through vents and he's got to, to repel. It's if if a movie has that, I'm I'm probably in. I don't care if it's I I don't care if it's Kirk Cameron apocalypse movie. If you said at some point Kirk Cameron is stuck in a ventilation shaft and <laughs> antichrist henchmen are looking for him,
5: I'm probably watching. <laughs> Gosh, I'm probably watching a big a ventilation
3: shaft scene, guys.
1: Plot scene that I it's love. in like 15 movies. That's <laughs> I know what that's so I'm saying. Sp- like, it's if you tell so me specific, but it's in so many of them. If you tell me he's at the
3: Antichrist headquarters
5: <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking
3: down through a vent, and everyone's getting the mark, and he's like doesn't know what to do, he's trapped up there. I'm probably like, guys, I got to see how he gets out of this. I got to. He <laughs> don't want that mark. He always got do, He's peeking through the ventilation shaft. He can, he can see him, but they can't see him. That's the brilliant of a ventilation shaft scene, but he can't wild. be
0: too loud. wild.
4: <laughs> and
0: think about how nice and cool and refreshing it'd be up there. You know, he can stay quite a while.
3: Well, the, only thing is, the, the only thing is there's always like a rat or something that comes crawling up. <laughs> mm, and then right. you got to be quiet and not freak out because the rat, you know, that that's again, they've remade that scene. Emily knows. Emily's a movie file. Yeah. How many times have you seen that scene? Too many if times. Cameron. If it's Kirk Cameron, Nick Cage in one of those shafts in a Revelation Cage. movie, I don't I don't care if it's like one of those Pure flicks movies. If it opens with a point, the hero is subverting the apocalypse. Everyone's been raptured, left behind. They're gone. He's hiding out in the ventilation shaft. I'm in, guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, oh, here comes the
0: rat. Better be quiet. They can hear you. You're mere feet overhead.
4: Bro. You gotta chill, Jesse.
0: All right, that'll do it. Well, I don't. That'll do it for what? I don't even know what that was. All right, Uh, stay tuned. tuned. That was
4: crazy, is what it (laughs) was. Revelations scene (laughs) recaps.
0: Stay (laughs) tuned. Segment. (laughs) Stay tuned. Next (laughs) slices. listening to jack K's. the song is caffeine okay it's time for slices all right what do you have jesse all right uh,
3: I, I this is I, I i spent a lot of time on ventilation shaft scenes in action movies so i'll keep this quick it's a um update because we were talking i think it was last week about how meta had this big explosion uh they they, they uh attracted 100 million users oh, and man. uh in, in the first, yeah, I think, five, five days. days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like, you know, it may have been... Uh, you know celebrating a little too th- too soon because even though it still has a strong user base uh, 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 since we last reported that they have seen a decline in more than 25 million users have have appeared to abandon the platform that's crazy. or at least are no longer active I guess that's not all that surprising but it is weird that we're living in an age where new social media platforms are like a new restaurant opening in town where everyone goes the first weekend and kind of has a little bit of fun trying the, the you know the new curly fries or whatever and then it's, you know, after that, there's really no way to get in. I'm really interested to see. At, I think because the barrier to entry for that platform was so low, if you had an Instagram account, it was basically a one click sort of bump over. Like the thing is, when people, when it doesn't cost anything for someone to join something, especially time or they didn't have to authenticate anything. It is interesting to, is like, is that actually de-incentivized them to stick around mm-hmm. because it was so easy to sign up and kind of kick the tires with it that, you know, if you go through the whole process of setting up like a Twitter account or a Facebook account back in the day and you put up the pictures and all your info, you probably have a little bit more incentivization to kind of stick around because you invested, even though it didn't cost you any money, you invested time in it because this co- cost so many people no time investment. It seems like the abandonment rate has been a little bit accelerated I'm not against Threads. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes, but I do think it's interesting they've seen such a dramatic drop-off in the first couple of weeks.
4: Honestly, I am all social media accounted out. Like, I mean, we have to do it. Like, as a creative, I have to do it. But if I'm being real, the only reason I joined Threads is because I didn't want to get left behind. Like, every time I was a late adopter, you got to work to build a platform. It's a lot harder. But it's not, I don't think, what does mean? I don't think we needed another social media like account. When you look at all the accounts, it's the same information synchronized across all of the accounts by the same people. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I guess maybe threads because people hate Elon. Um, I still know if that hate for Elon is enough to make them want to be invested in another social media account. That's also a facsimile of another one, like uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
0: I don't think it's just hate for Elon though. I think it's like legitimately the Twitter experience has declined significantly. I'm for for me, engagement has declined. Uh, you know, so many.
4: I would say that's across all. But Instagram, I just did, I saw a thing that said Instagram engagement is down ninety percent for most users. Like it's down ninety percent, and TikTok is down twenty one percent. For most users so it's it, it, it's it's everywhere because I, I think these people know that we need the we want to get our messages out so everybody throttles it because there's not a there's not a threat the best thing that happened i think to social media for a season was that people were on tiktok and were going viral left and right so it made instagram loosen its algorithm and all of that but same thing with twitter i think twitter is just like the engagement is awful but it's awful across all platforms that's my opinion
0: yeah, but like just the Twitter experience to me is worse. I mean like every other post is an ad now. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, all these people saying and doing threads of like ways to, you know, get my ebook, that kind of stuff. It's just like it's clutter. It's just it's just chaos. I, whereas like I go over to Threads and it's like Threads doesn't even know what the purpose of Threads is. People are posting over there like it's like 2010. You know, going to get lunch. You know, what do you have for lunch? You know, it's like, what? I don't need this. So my experience on Threads was like, oh wow, this is friendlier, simpler, fine, but it's not compelling for content for me. So I just haven't gone back. You know, yeah,
4: same thing. Is that? But then also, if you go back now, I think the experience on Threads is very similar to Twitter now like mm. I'm getting random people I don't follow their listicles and all that stuff. Like mm. some of you, I, I, if you just log in today and see if it, how similar it looks. I think the only thing on threads that uh, isn't happening on Twitter is just like fights with people in the hood. Like I haven't got those yet. That's when I'll know we've made like a full transition to Twitter facsimile is when I see somebody in Chicago punch somebody else in the face. Then I'm like, okay, bet we made it. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a full facsimile. I didn't want this, but it's there.
3: Guys, I have a quick update. Okay. Um, during the slice, I was kind of, I'm, I'm very good multitasker and, um, I stumbled upon uh, HPAC.com, com, which is appears to be an industry website for the heating and air ventilation. I uh, hear their mission oh statement: providing gosh. expertise and insights into the latest product solutions and technologies being used in commercial, industrial, institutional HVAC applications. It's an industry website. On that website, I found an article published in 2014 called HVAC and Popular Movies. Did Hollywood Get It Right? It is the most extensive breakdown I love it. Of, of films where characters get stuck in ventilation shafts, including Die Hard and Mission Impossible and 13 <laughs> others with YouTube clips and breakdowns. Here let me can I read the abstract of this article? Please. Please. This is published on an HVAC industry website. <laughs> Here's the abstract. A professional engineer who moonlights like as a film critic takes a takes a look at thirteen movies and three TV series whose makers are not about to let HVAC fundamentals get in the way of a good story. Um, my afternoon, guys, is accounted for now.
0: Um, so <laughs>
1: I start my new movie marathon.
0: Your next movie marathon. Hey, it's Heat Wave, record-breaking Heat Wave, watch an HVAC Uh, marathon. That makes a lot of sense. I love that
3: somewhere there's an editor for an HVAC industry website that's like, guys, we got to do a listicle on this trope. Like, we got to break this down. I like it,
0: though.
4: so funny. All right, what do you have, Derek? (laughs) I know that Cameron loves Marvel movies, um, just like me. He's a huge Marvel fan and uh you know because they're so real and riveting and the movies are pretty pretty small and short easy to you know bite-sized chunks
0: i like how they shoot them in real life you know yeah. and like the, no the CGI. sets are just organic yeah. And, yeah yeah And they do their own stunts and it's it's so just raw and real you yeah, know i yeah. love it
4: cameron cameron loves that that's why he's going to go see the barbie movie he uh, <laughs> you know but um anyhow bob Iger was a. Uh, who is the uh, CEO of Disney, says we got to chill out. It's too much content coming out right now. He says that, yo, Marvel, Ant-Man and Wasp didn't do too well because we got too many television shows and I think we might have OD'd a little bit. So he wants to pull back on all of the Marvel content, but not just Marvel content. He's talking about Star Wars content, National Geographic content, different things like that. And guys, I think this is a great move because I'm going to keep it real. I agree. And I'm a Marvel fan. I don't, I don't the the last Marvel show that I've made it all the way through. Well, I think might have been Hawkeye and Wasp, like a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Oh, that's a wild. Yeah, that's ago. One, that's yeah. the last one I've made it all the way through. Like it's just it's yeah. it's a it's a lot. But I think also this is. I think maybe we may be turning a corner too, just as a culture. I think people are just overdone with content in general. I think that's why if we bring up earlier why Instagram uh, engagement is down, TikTok engagement is down, all this engagement is down. It's like I'm so sick and tired of just being inundated with content. So hopefully what's going to happen is we're going to get better content and less frequently. And I would really enjoy that
0: they made that decision with star Wars a few, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like there was a year where there was like three star Wars movies mm-hmm. or something. It was like, and they all flopped. It was like solo and whatever. Uh-huh. And it was because it was, they, they just diluted so the brand and they pulled back. And now there hasn't been a star Wars movie in years. And so it's like they're creating pent up demand and it'll be a success because of that. So I, I Marvel was just like, goodness gracious, man. It's just, it didn't stop. Every it's week. like, they, they got greedy, it felt like, and then it just got too much. So I, I think it's smart. Less is more. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm the same as you. Like, I, I really like Marvel, and I've, I actually think somehow, some way, I have watched all the series and movies and stuff, but it was like a long process. And you can just tell the quality of it has kind of diminished over the last few years. And I think it's because they're pumping out so much that it's like, I'd rather get one quality Marvel movie a year than six semi-quality like tv shows or something like that you know and i think yeah. that's i think this is good yeah for them to like pivot I strategies even give
4: me two I take two marvel movies like i'm cool yeah. with them but i'm like dog i don't want to watch the story about what happens with after the main plot i don't want to watch too much of that or give me a cartoon or so give it to me in a different way maybe a social media thing or something but I'm not trying to go that deep, but there are people that really like I'm in a, um, I'm about to expose myself a little here, but I'm in a, in a Twitter group with some really, really strong comic book aficionados and they love it. They watch all of this stuff. Right. But I'm like, dog, if I watch another green man turn into a human being, I'm I think I'm going to die. So, um,
3: Emily, I just want to let you know, if if you need a backup guest option, uh, we can always reach out to Ron Wilkinson. He's a longtime member of HVAC Engineering's Editorial Advisory Boards. He holds several certifications for industrial HVAC units. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, he also leads Wilkinson's Commissioning Management HVAC Services. I like it. He hasn't updated this list in almost a decade. I'm sure he's got some thoughts that he's been sitting on
4: about ventilation scenes um hey i bet you won't go find ron jesse i bet you won't go find i'm sure him. he's available i bet you won't I go did. find him and make him a guest on the show I'm i sure would, he would
3: i would love to spend about a half hour just breaking breaking some of these down you
0: know um Emily, make it happen. Let's go. Let's I, do it. That We've done good. it in the past. We tracked down the president of the American Mustache Association. Yeah. We tracked down like random people. I,
3: and listen, I, this is not a happen. fly by night. He's CPM MP certified for uh, industrial uh, HVAC, so these uh, legit. That's
4: that's what I'll say. I think this is great because we are don't in just a hand heat those wing. certification. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is, I think I think we need to fire Ron Wilkerson. He can give
1: some tips on how to stay
4: cool while also hey, Emily, telling us real. his
1: best ranking.
0: Emily, Emily, for real, let's do yeah, it. Let's I bring know. him on to talk about the best HVAC scenes and movies <laughs> for this hot summer. I love it. All right, uh, Emily, slices. What do you have?
1: Um I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh, the U.S. Oh, no, economy. The US economy got a major boost this year. Thanks to one Taylor <laughs> Allison Swift. Um, technically to her fans. So let's let's give the proper congratulations to this who it's to.
4: Uh
1: the Federal Reserve um announced recently that Taylor Swift's Air's Tour has given such a significant boost to the economy because Swifties, and I say this as one myself. Not great with our personal finances and so we're spending so much money (laughs) that we are paying for not only these tickets but also hotels flights different travel expenses food and stuff so it's like all of this travel around the eras tours have really boosted like local economies so philadelphia shared that when taylor was in town for just the weekend um like hotel um, prices surge about 80% or sorry, hotel usage surge about 80% and places in like Chicago, like they, like all these cities have started reporting that you can just see this, the weekend that Taylor's here, the economy just spikes up so well. Um, And I just want to say you're welcome America for my (laughs) poor financial decisions. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: really funny. I love it. I can't, I, I honestly can't think of another comparable artist. Like that—that has had the effect that she has. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Even the Beyonce tour isn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Even the Beyonce tour isn't creating like planes full of fans Mm -hmm. going to that town. You know. Yes.
1: I think. I, I think it's because the Ticketmaster fiasco was truly so terrible. Mm. that people just got a ticket wherever they could and so they uh, are having oh. to fly to different cities and then that means they have to book places so like i'll i mean i haven't talked about it i did go to a few different cities for the tour you traveled
0: yeah i know i did yeah. travel wow. i
1: i went to dallas and houston um and then i also was at one in nashville but um the difference from with me dallas and houston i have family and friends there so like i wasn't paying for hotel mm-hmm. stuff but i mean i yeah, I did pay for a flight. Um, I did not go into debt. I do. Everyone always asks like how I afforded this. It's I'm really good at finding cheap flights. That's the only answer I can give you. But just you're welcome, America. And for, also,
0: she didn't pay above face value. So she for her yeah, tickets. True. So she, you're yeah, like the I only do. person I know of <laughs> that has four Taylor Swift concert experiences, and you only paid like seventy five bucks for it. It's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's I crazy. did have to wait impressive. nine
1: hours online and Ticketmaster, but that's it was worth crazy. it. Crazy.
0: All right. Well that'll do it for slices. For more, uh check out relevantmagazine.com every day. We're posting all this stuff. listening to Nothing But Thieves the song is Tomorrow Is Closed Mm. Well Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top 5 trending stories into your inbox every weekday we'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes some uh, fan extras and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year make sure to sign up it's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. For our guest today is Wande. She's a Christian hip hop artist who you probably know as the first female artist signed to Reach Records, like Craze Label. The Austin based rapper has produced hits like Don't Worry About It and Blessed Up. And now she's releasing a new project, Mwanbe, uh, which shows off a dramatic new sound. We recently talked to her about that and a lot more. Here's our conversation with Wande.
2: I'm getting gold, my little baby. Anytime the Lord needs me, oh, I'm there. Anywhere the Lord leads me, oh, I'm there. People like you with me, I just so are you with me, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of the things you got already, like, yeah, look at me, i a missionary international. But me, but spend it on my look, 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 and it's rain, don't feel the day. I'm
1: really excited to talk with you. Um, you have some new music coming out. Yes, I do. Yeah, how do you what can you tell me about it? Like what can we expect to hear from you?
2: yeah so this summer i definitely did like a lot more collaborations um so this summer i'm excited just because one i collaborated with women and then two i collaborated on the other spectrum of who i am which is uh, my nigerian roots so that's kind of like what you can expect coming out so about two days ago um i released or actually it was yesterday it's just midnight (laughs) but i released a song called moambe with limo blaze and so that was like an african afrobeat um type of gospel record that we released and so Um, it uses my native language Yoruba which is a Yoruba or Nigerian language and we just kind of discussed that like we're the children of the light you know we're here we're going to be a light everywhere we go and it's kind of like saying send me I'll go so wherever God wants me to go I'ma go and so we're just kind of like doing that but also mixing the hip hop with the African heritage and so that was a fun record yeah
1: that's so fun I love that um, what made you want to collaborate like or kind of like pursue something new
2: we've always wanted to work together and it kind of just made sense because I'm Nigerian I was literally born in Nigeria so it's like why do you not have a lot of African records like in your catalog so um, that's his main genre so it was like, it only it like it only makes sense for us to collaborate especially since we're on the same label currently and so yeah it was a lot of fun though just um collabing we actually started it off last year so our label has an annual christmas party and so fun fact he lives in the uk okay. so he was in town so you got to catch, yeah. catch him because he doesn't live in america so yeah so he was in the uk so it was like okay while you're here we got to collab so um we like um started the record and then we finished it off this year so it was a that's lot of fun. so
1: exciting um do you think that's something that you'll like continue to pursue more or was this just maybe like a different project like how do you feel about that
2: I think it's just kind of like finding a balance just because it's like I have so many interests. I'm like, oh, I love the yeah. rapping. I love singing, too. but Oh, I like the Afro beat too. So I think um, I'm just praying to God for wisdom on like the best way to release it to the people. But I think it's definitely something I'll be doing more of, maybe even if it's just through collabs or something yeah. like that.
1: Well, you also mentioned collaborating with um, some like female artists. Who are some of the women you got to collaborate with?
2: yeah so I collaborated with a woman named Toya Love and another woman named Angie Rose and so me and Angie was overdue we should have collabed a long time ago but um, so that was cool so we made a song called Encore um, and so that song is really pretty um, and I'm really excited for that it's like a melodic type of rap song so you get the melodies and the chorus but then you get the you know you get the girls being rappers so I'm excited for that one too it's kind of more of a serious track um, but I think it's really encouraging just encouraging that like Whenever God gives you a goal and gives you a vision, even though you may feel like giving up because your circumstances may, you know, just be discouraging you, like, hey, don't forget, like, God actually really called you for this, so don't give up and, like, keep going.
1: Like you, this was like the first time you've gotten to like work with um, other like female artists before. Is there like a difference? I'm just curious, is there a difference in like working with women and working with men? Like when in your experience,
2: I would say there's a difference. Um, I think. I think it's like just one thing that just comes with it so I guess with women like we have more relatable life experiences just because we're a woman so I would say like there's like more of a closeness of things that we get to talk about or dive into as we work together Um, but yeah I love working with women I feel like I don't get to do it very often just because women are a minority in Christian rap so I think I really love working with other women I think it's like it's cool just to challenge each other and like seeing like our strengths and just how we approach the songs and stuff like that
1: yeah, it, it is always so interesting to think about how there's unfortunately there's just not as many women like in um, this like musical space as I would like them to be and stuff. But in um, you know I know you were like the first female to sign with. Reach Records, um, do you feel like the industry is growing, though, and that more women are um, becoming, like, rappers?
2: Yeah, I think that our industry is growing, like, tremendously, especially this year. Um, when you look at the Christian rap landscape in 2019, whenever I first signed, like, yeah, it basically was just kind of me. Um, but I would say now, it's because of things like TikTok that have exploded, um, you just find so many women in our industry now, and it's just beautiful and amazing to see how many women and just how many... Just how much growth our genre has experienced. There's so many new artists that have exploded and who I've even found on TikTok. So I'm really excited for our genre to grow.
1: And I'm curious, like, with your new music, what are some of the... Topics that you just like that you're bringing up in this new music?
2: Uh, a lot. I think I've gone through a lot of life experiences since like my uh, previous drops. Like for instance, I got married. Recently. Congratulations! So I think that's one thing. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I think that's been really cool just to see like the things I've learned as a woman being married. I think also, yeah, I just gone through different life experiences in general of like loss and gain. So I think through that, like I think I'm able to articulate my emotions better of just like what it's like to be an adult navigating loss or what it's like to be an adult navigating being married or just a journey into womanhood as an adult as well just all those different things so I think those are some things I can communicate and then just my faith journey I think as you go through those things as well your relationship with God deepens and you're able to just see a new aspect of what it's like to endure your relationship with God from being a teen slash young adult to like being like a full-blown adult. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, just just a few little life changes. Nothing, nothing major. Yeah, uh, you know, I am curious. You know, is there a is there a certain message that you think um, like your generation or our generation like needs to hear right now?
2: I think they definitely need to see like what it looks like to be young and unashamed of the gospel. I think sometimes people may feel like, oh, because I'm young, I have to do what everybody else is doing and you know they just want to follow the crowd and they're like oh well this is just what's popular but I think just showing like you can be set apart and you don't have to do what everybody else is doing and even just showing like oh you can be successful just following God's way and not having to follow the Lord's way I think that's something that the that the youth need to see now
0: Was one day Make sure to check out Mwanbe. It's out now. All right, stay tuned. Up next, I told you there's a segment coming. You guys asked for it. We're delivering. I'll tell you about it right after this.
5: We just said about this forever. Watch you in way? play my part. I don't plan on playing with your heart. I don't want to leave.
0: You're listening to Uninvited and Saint. The song is a good thing. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, Religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right. So longtime listeners know that back in the day, we actually, Jesse had so many stories. We did a segment with a jingle called Storytime with Uncle Jesse. Mm. And he just basically told us about his shenanigans and adventures in college and things like that. And we we get messaged quite a bit from you guys. Like, hey, have Jesse, I was telling my friends about the whatever story, have Jesse tell that story again. (laughs) Jesse, we are bringing you Twitter, like our listeners have gone onto Twitter and they have okay. told us their favorite Jesse stories over the years. I am going to omit Bunk Bed from the mix. Because that was requested a lot. You have several times. You have said that on this current era of the podcast. Mm. Derek's heard that mm-hmm. story. So I'm keeping these strictly to pre-Derek stories okay. that Derek has not heard. Yes. And I want you to... Give the listeners what they want. I'm going to tell you one of the stories, and then you tell us what that story was, okay? Here we go. Uh, Vern Collins wants to uh, to hear about the obliterated copy machine.
3: Oh, um, well, this was not my proudest moment, but... you know, I, I, my hand was forced here. Uh, back in college, I had, a, I had a job where I would move tables f- from around campus. Uh, that was pretty much the same. Drive golf carts, move tables from one building to the next. Okay. What? And, okay. uh, Wait, why?
0: Like, like you for know, any bins or, or something?
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, they're setting up for okay. uh, you know a little parent thing okay. or a sports yeah. thing or whatever. Okay. okay. It, it was pretty, pretty, pretty great job. Okay. Um, pretty easy. And so one day, um, we go to a loading dock. And um, we're waiting to move our tables in. That is the extent of our job. And we see a a box truck, like, back into the loading dock area, right? And it has, like, an electronic lift gate, the kind that kind of goes down. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that the guy operating the truck was not the one who's typically moving equipment out of the back of this box truck. Um, he was a... Uh, uh, Let's just say this: He didn't have the build of someone who looks like he did a lot of heavy lifting, mm. and he was okay. in a suit. Mm-hmm. and It was a very hot day, exactly. and he's very sweaty in this suit. Imagine sort of like a um, Danny DeVito type of type of guy hopping out.
5: <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> and, he,
3: and he's frequently checking his watch. You could tell something went wrong at at the copy machine place that day. I like to think he was running the copy sh- the copy machine operation. Um, I don't know. Again. So he hops out of the back of the truck and you know we're all kind of (laughs) I'll say this there are about 12 to 14 able-bodied male college students who are moving things for their job just standing there watching myself among them you know but it was kind of like watching like someone you ever watch someone like when they're about to fall off a ladder or a bike or something and it starts to wobble your mind just freezes you could jump in and help them but you're just frozen right there you have to see how this ends you know you just don't know what to do or like a movie a scene in a movie where where it's like a tall wedding cake and it's shaking back and forth (laughs) everyone just stands around and watches the big baker just fall on the with a cake on themselves they could all help and prevent it but there's something in human nature that freezes in that moment as soon as he jumped out of the driver's side of that box truck i knew this was one of those moments (laughs) he he goes in he gets in the back of the box truck any wheels it, like the largest copy machine I've ever seen, which, by the way, there's no reason for copy machines to be the size of washing machines. They serve one function. You know what I mean? Like when you think about it, this is they're gigantic. And, and this was like 20 years ago. This is 20 year old. Uh, you know, this is like a gigantic dryer being, you know, on wheels. With thousands of buttons and panes of glass in different places, if there's any machine that you want to see dropped onto concrete from about four feet off the ground, it's a giant industrial... cot. There's so much that can break on these things. Sure. Anyway, so he, he he wheels it to the back of the box truck onto the electronic lift gate. And, uh, you know, it, it, for those of you who don't know, you know, the lift gate works, you press a button and it kind of slowly lowers to the ground. Mm-hmm. So his plan is to clearly just put it on the lift gate. He's going to stand there and hit the button that lowers the lowers the coffee machine to the ground. He panics, right? He hits the button and it just kind of jostles about <laughs> two inches, just, just a quick, and, and he lets go of the button. You see at that point the, the copy machine li- like leaning over the edge. Like it's going. <laughs> it is the moment where the baker is shaking the tall wedding cake, right? Man he goes and he does like six different variations of kung fu grips like from every <laughs> angle and he's going hing, hing,
5: hing, hing,
3: hing. Uh, like he's trying everything he can
5: watch there, this man suffer I'm kinda, it,
3: I feel terrible even all these years later that I was frozen it was like <laughs> it was like I get hit with like a ray gun that just
4: me watch and all this, my friends were standing right watch there this man struggle. this I bet you that copy machine was probably two, three thousand dollars oh easily, like easy this
3: and 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 here's the but here's the other thing I've slightly crossed mine am i willing to jump and put my life and body on the line for a copy machine the answer is a hard no. Is no so anyway he's going he, 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 and he's and, and like he's in the suit and th- this is all transpired about 20 seconds but i felt like we were there for hours and he's like gripping and and he's like you can tell he's got one last move before this thing goes down he decides that move is to grab it from the front dive over the top to use all his body weight to push it back into the truck i mean it was was straight up went gymnast on there he was and he grabbed it attempting to throw it back into the truck diving from the back of a box truck onto solid concrete he and he's in a suit and he rolls out of it okay he's rolling in a suit down like the the, the loading dock ramp (laughs) and just like he looks back he looks like he looks back like like an action hero who like plants the bomb in the building and then runs and dives and and has just enough time to look back at the bomb explode with all the bad guys he looks back like did the coffee machine roll back in the truck (laughs) just enough to see it like slowly tilt off and burst in like buttons glass everything just flying everywhere on the bottom of the loading dock (laughs) he crawls on his hands and knees going As if he is like crawling out of like a trench Of like a World war to
5: movie
3: <laughs> <laughs> Copy machine shrapnel everywhere
5: Ouch!
3: He pulls a uh, cell phone out And he literally makes a three second phone call He goes we lost one
5: And he hangs
0: up
3: <laughs> Jesse, I still think about that I still think
0: Just push that
4: button a little bit bro
3: I still think about that guy A lot I would say about
0: every other week. I kind of wonder I've wonder about that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, Kyle Atwell, this is a, a, a movie season, blockbusters. People are in the theaters finally because of Barbie Heimer, Barbenheimer. Uh, Kyle Atwell says every time he goes to the movie theater, he thinks about toggy bars. Tell them why. A what? Toggy bar. Tog bar? Toggy bar?
3: this this was this was a long time ago, and i haven 't thought about this one a while, but I was in a movie i 'm trying to Kim were you there? I think I was no. with people at relevant. We went to go see a movie, and it was just it was just it was like a very awkward interaction where we were there prior to the movie and um, it was like that awkward silence before the preview started it, that's all, it doesn 't matter if anything non awkward is happening that 's just an awkward time to be in a movie theater it 's like you hold a sneeze in, no one wants to be that person you know right. you 're just in darkness with strangers. And this, we, we hear like this squeaky in cart. In Darkness with w-
0: Strangers would be a good album name. Yeah, mm. that would be cool. Darkness. Derek, take it. Mm. Lana uh, <laughs> Del Rey. Lana Del Rey in Darkness with Strangers. <laughs> but, but you hear strangers.
3: like this little cart kind of just wheel in, just the. Ee, 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 ee. And you just hear this voice. And, and, and looking back, I'm assuming it's some sort of fundraiser. He was not very good at articulating what he was like Oh, uh, before the movie starts, we have toggy bars for sale. They're European chocolates. <laughs> Uh, they're for sale $3 for the, the And I can't remember the fun, But it was like Napoleon Dynamite Trying to sell you Girl Scout cookies
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: He does the pitch was, For a solid three minutes okay. Where every where, where It was uncomfortable <laughs> And awkward at first to, to the, It was awkward at first To the point where It gets just Extremely uncomfortable You know And he's like Oh They're European chocolates If no one wants one it, it, Like every Everyone's just waiting For the moment to end all the, you can tell no one is interested it, he starts wheeling out as he's leaving the door from the back of the theater you just hear I'll have a toggy <laughs>
4: <laughs> some hero on, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking these up right now I need to see what they some hero saved oh, my the pitch. Goodness. you
0: saved the
3: pitch you the saved guy the wheels pitch. back in and he did the whole pitch again <laughs> no! even thinking he's going to get another toggy show.
4: guys I'm not going to lie these look awful
0: <laughs> I have a toggy. Yeah. Dude, every time I'm at the concession stand at the theater and I see those toggy bars, I think, oh, I have a toggy. I'm totally, the guy's halfway <laughs> back out the door. The, the, this, the guy who bought the
3: toggy could have saved everyone four minutes of discomfort by purchasing that toggy
4: immediately, but instead he uh, was so no. It no, would they have they been s- more comfortable just letting leave. They sell these at movie theaters? I've never seen this before in my life.
3: It was some like a fundraiser like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was some, okay. it was raising money for All something right. again it, it it was lost in just the the I couldn't uh-huh. I was so uncomfortable I, I literally couldn't move and that takes a lot for me I to gonna do say, that
1: you process. I feel like you've talked before about like you can handle like uncomfortable humor. so if you're saying something's uncomfortable,
0: it was the worst
3: sales pitch <laughs> I've ever
0: heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last one before we wrap this uh Jeremy little he's like, I haven't heard it in a long time. I need it. I need some bird smoothie. Birds. What is bird's I was I
3: was leaving Norfolk International Airport one time, which is is the, my local airport. They've since renovated, and they don't have the bird problem they used to. But it had like a large indoor atrium, which, by <laughs> the way, I right. know birds get in the airport. Okay? Right.
0: Wow. I know Orlando's airport has birds too. You're like, where did you come from? But yeah.
3: I, I, you know, I am, and again, I, I it's going to take for, to my recollection. Uh, what what exactly train all I know is i i go i'm with i think my mom was picking me up from college and and you know you're getting off plane you 're all dehydrated and they had a smoothie stand this this was not a sophisticated airport operation at the time it wasn't like we had like chick-fil-as and stuff this was kind of the mom and pop type of kiosk in the in the airport atrium and one was like a smoothie stand and so I go and order the the my smoothie and as the person who who's you know clearly not paying attention, they have like blenders full of water. Like you know when he when you makes the smoothies, you rinse them out. There is a bird that has descended from the atrium, Mm-mm. bathing in the smoothie bar. No, it ain't. I I, I, I I I'm I'm like speechless.
5: You know, again, I froze.
3: It's funny; these three stories have one commonality. I froze in a critical moment.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? In, a bird the, was, <laughs> Listen, the bird flies away. I see it bathing in the smoothie water. The person makes a smoothie in the blender that was moments ago a bird did bath. Did the person bird not see like it? A, no, no, but I did.
4: Jesse, why <laughs> I you see him, tell him make it,
3: bro. I froze. I froze. Oh,
4: oh, Who would
0: believe him? Oh, by the way, sir, you didn't see it, but a bird was bathing a whole in the bird boardwalk. was in here. Yeah, I'd have yeah. smacked the
4: smoothie out, <laughs> new head You're not drinking this.
0: Listen.
5: Oh.
3: He goes, he makes a smoothie in there, pours it, hands it to a lady. As she's walking away, I'm like, there's a bird smoothie. <laughs> and I tried to yell. <laughs> I tried. She had already taken a sip. She already took a sip. Jesse.
5: She's like, "Excuse me, what did you say?"
3: At that point, you got a decision to make. At that point, there's a critical decision, and that yeah. decision is: Do you just say, oh, I, "It was I, never mind, don't worry about Jesse it," Givante or do you say, Carrie. "I let you take," or do I say, "I let you take a smi- sip of a bird smoothie? You might as well finish it." I made the call to just say, "Oh, never mind, don't worry about it." She already taken a sip.
4: Jesse, oh, and that's how she got bird flu dog
3: yeah after that there was a, a, a avian flu broke out uh, across
0: the area <laughs> yeah
1: and the, oh, that's, that's that that was patient promise, zero guys.
0: um okay my goodness so there's more where that came from y'all uh, asked on. for some uh, Jesse's stories, and we're going to be bringing them to you. Um, I, might, I might double or triple dip on this segment because there's some good ones over there the There were years. a lot.
1: Yeah, that God, I didn't tears recognize. My eyes. I'm excited to hear about all these oh, interesting stories.
4: Too much, Jesse. ice Tea's
0: bullfrog. That wasn't a Jesse story. That was just Jesse misreading a slice. Um, Jesse went through this entire slice. He he was looking for slices. He found this item that ice Tea and his wife were pulled over. And it's because he was speeding on the way to the vet. He was taking his bullfrog to the vet. And Jesse thought this was the strangest thing. A rich rapper has this high-end bullfrog. He has to take him to the vet. Jesse got the item, read the item, and then went on a rant, like a whole run that he had kind of prepared at the ridiculousness of ice tea having a bullfrog as a pet. At the very end of it, I was like, this is crazy. So I looked it up while he was talking, realized... That the actual news item was that Ice T got pulled over on his way to the vet because his bulldog was injured. Jesse had misread the item, no. and talked for fifteen <laughs> minutes about Ice T's bullfrog, <laughs> but it was because Ice T was taking his bulldog. We need
4: to go get to the that clip. I need to. to I need to hear because I know Jesse went in. That's the thing. He went in. I it was the funniest
0: thing. thing. It was so ridiculous that Ice T had this pet bullfrog and all this stuff. No. There was one response,
1: someone, they said the, like the bit or whatever. And then they even had like episodes 600, whatever, last ten. Like they had the that one. Yeah. Brendan, know
0: when
5: Brendan
1: that thanks one was. Thanks for the
0: timestamp. We're getting it. We'll do that one next week. Thanks, Brendan, for that one. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So that, that'll that do it for uh, story time with Uncle Jesse. The highlights. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Wande for joining us. Make sure to check out Mwanbe. It is out now uh also make sure to check out the summer issue of relevant you can read it by clicking the magazine tab right there relevantmagazine.com. features a great cover story with lauren daigle we have amazing uh faith leaders like christine kane judah and chelsea smith Uh, we have amazing think pieces issues music you name it it's in there and it's free uh just go check it out share it help us spread the word also, if you want to get the beautifully designed enhanced digital edition of the magazine, uh, you can get it as part of your Relevant Plus subscription. Um, all you have to do is sign up right there at the Relevant Plus tab at the website. Uh, you get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get an ad-free version of this podcast. You get an uh, exclusive subscriber podcast and more. Uh, plans started as low as $250 a month. It's the best way to experience our content. Go check it out. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. All right, we'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, everyone.
5: More and on while you're there, all other new issue
3: every other month. A I'll have a toggy. Relevant Podcast
2: Network.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.